Publisher Podcast, Episode 22. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited today to talk to you about finding your ideal reader. We're going to get into why this is important, um, why we get tripped up on this idea, um, how we think we know who we're writing our book for and actually have um, maybe taken a little bit of the wrong approach, why it's important to understand your comp titles, and we'll dig into all the things about how really knowing and identifying who your ideal reader is from very early on in the process will help you market and sell your book better from the earliest stages. So uh, before we get into it, a couple of announcements. Please make sure you check out what we have going on with our upcoming events. We run at least one free webinar per month and do a paid training workshop every single month. This month, we're actually going to be focusing deeper into finding your ideal reader. We have a special guest, Belinda Griffin of Smart Authors Lab, and she's going to be taking what I'm talking about today to the next step, where we're really going to dig into now once you've identified them, how do you get in front of your ideal reader? How do you show up? How do you convert them into loyal fans? So that's going to be a great workshop. It's coming up. Make sure you check out womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events to be registered for all upcoming free webinars and the paid workshops and trainings that we we have. We're really excited to continue to bring ongoing training every single month and we do our best to dig into topics that are super relevant and will help you move forward in your business of being an author. So again, womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events. And now let's get into the show. Welcome to the Publisher Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your way. All right, so we're talking about ideal readers today. What does that even mean? Let's start at the very beginning. Um, okay, so your ideal reader, these are the people that above anybody else are going to be the people that want to buy your book, that are going to benefit from your book, or that need your book. So the ideal reader is obviously very genre specific um, and even niche down within those genres. So for example, if you're writing a children's book, you might think that your ideal reader is all parents and teachers. But in fact, or, or you might even think that it's children, right? And, and yes, your ideal reader may be the children, but actually the person that you'd be targeting would be their parents and their teachers and their caregivers. But when you think about even, even that, it's not all parents, it's not all teachers, it's not all caregivers. So you want to really dig into the message of your book and think about what is it that are the core themes and core concepts that you're trying to teach through your book? Is it an early reader? Are you trying to teach new words and concepts? Is it a very, very young book where you're teaching even basic concepts like numbers and colors? Is it a book about emotions? Um, are you teaching emotional um, growth and development? So when you really break down into the themes, you start to realize, okay, this book, if I'm teaching you know, how to help people have more empathy, 
empathy, then I, and it's and it's written for the kindergarten to second grade level, then I'm looking for teachers who teach at those grade levels. I'm looking maybe for counselors who would like a book to have in their offices to share when they're when they're helping children with emotional concepts. I'm looking for parents and caregivers of children in that age range who are committed to doing this. So, you know, then that the, once you have identified that specific audience, then it becomes a lot easier to create marketing targeted exactly towards that specific audience. So let's talk about a couple more examples. So let's say you are um, writing a book on heart health, okay? So this is a great example that I love to use because it's actually one of the people who's come through one of our programs. And when we were talking about Ideal Reader, she said, um, everyone is her ideal reader because everyone has a heart. And while she is not wrong, everyone does have a heart, not everyone is interested in the health of their heart. So as we spent a little bit more time digging into who actually was the best person suited for this book, who actually would benefit from it the most, she was able to really narrow it down to an audience of women between about 35, maybe 40, and 60 who are working hard, who are stressed out, who have busy lives and who need more um, health, heart healthy activities in their life to help reduce the stress, add more calm into their lives, and make them, you know, in general, better, better every day um, by taking the time to consider their heart health and all of those things. So once she made that shift, then it's a lot easier to start marketing to that age group, finding out where those women are, finding out the messaging that is important to those people, and um, showing up in front of that audience. And every time we have helped someone take a broad audience and narrow it down to a single person that they can talk to, their sales increase. Why is this? What's well, a great great question to ask and we are going to get into it. But first, let's talk about why this is important. Okay, so when you're writing a fiction book, you might assume that anybody who reads fiction is going to love your book. So fiction gets a little hairy because if you're writing a romance book, you have to dig a little bit deeper as an example. You have to know where your book falls into the different categories of romance, right? So you might be writing a squeaky clean book. You might be writing a very not squeaky clean book. You might be writing a sweet book. There are these different little elements of the genre that set them each apart from one another, but the readers have very clear expectations when they're coming into it on what they're going to find in that genre. So if you are if you are just broadly marketing a romance and if your cover design, if your description, if um, if the things that you're putting out as you're marketing your book don't match what the reader is going to get, then they will be disappointed and they will leave negative reviews or they will trash you in places and you don't want to ever get trashed when you can avoid it, right? It will happen from time to time and that's okay. So when you're thinking about your ideal reader and when it comes to marketing your book and growing your audience, you want to be thinking about what messaging, what branding you're using, how you're showing up in front of your audience to speak to what those readers expect. So if you're writing a squeaky clean romance, you want to make sure that you have images on social media that are cute and sweet and everybody has their clothes on and you don't use curse words and you talk you know, very kindly about your characters and those types of things. It sets up the expectations of that type of reader. 
it also eliminates the people that aren't interested in that. So if you've got somebody on the other end of the spectrum that wants to see some flesh, wants to be in the in the bedroom scenes, wants all of those things, when they're seeing your marketing ad that is very clearly branded towards a clean audience, they're going to bypass you. And guess what? The whole point of the ideal reader is making sure that you narrow down your audience to the people that are going to want to read and buy your books. So it is a good thing when you can eliminate the people who are not looking for what you're putting out there. I could give examples all day long about this, but the main point is that the earlier in your process that you can clarify your message, if you will, if that you can start thinking about who that one person is that you want to be talking to when you're doing your marketing, you will start creating content that fits that person and everybody else who is like that person. Um, okay, so the, the whole purpose of the ideal reader is building fans that are going to follow you for a lifetime, right? For as long as you're writing books, as long as you're out there in the marketplace, as long as you are out there trying to sell your book or your program or your courses or whatever it is that you're doing, you want to make sure that you're growing an email list, not just a following on social media, but an email list of those people who are eager to open your emails, who are eager to follow your journey, and that the moment you say, I'm writing a new book, their hands are up to be part of that process. Your true fans will come from your ideal readers. And this process is a lot more complicated than it at first seems because of the stories like I told you with the heart, because of the stories with people thinking that you just want to um, target all children, all um, readers of children's books or all teachers or all of those things. When you market boldly and broadly, you miss talking to a, the specific group of people that needs to hear your message. So let's give an example of this when it comes to like how you're branding yourself or how you're showing up in front of people. Um, this example came from my friend Carissa and I just thought it was such a great example. I want to use it. So everybody knows McDonald's. Everybody knows most everybody, right? Everybody knows what to expect when they go to McDonald's. You know, when you are having a hankering for a big old juicy cheeseburger and some, you know, salty greasy fries and a big old coke you can go to mcdonald's so what happens if you walk into mcdonald's and they serve you up a vegan burger and um i don't know carrot sticks instead of french fries like you're going to be severely disappointed the same thing happens with our audience when we are putting ourselves out there and marketing our books okay if you're out there talking in one way and behaving in one way and sharing social media posts in one way and then you par you pitch a book or you market a book to that same audience and it's completely different, you wind up having people who are disappointed. And more importantly, you've missed the opportunity to show up in front of the people who do want a vegan burger and carrot sticks. Okay, so an example for that is that if you write deep, dark, heavy content, 
which some people do. And there is an audience for that. There are people who want to consume that specific type of material. But if everything you're posting on your social media is funny, is lighthearted, is jokes, is funny memes, all those kinds of things, and you've built an audience who loves you because you're funny, and then you bust out with a book that is all about death and sadness and all of those things, again, you have missed the opportunity. You might have 10,000 people following you on Instagram, but they're following you because you're funny, not because they want your book. So what is the point of what I am saying here? The point is when you are writing your book, you need to spend some time very early in the process identifying exactly who your ideal reader is to a very specific description. You will hear this from every marketing expert under the sun, um, and that is that you need to come up with an ideal reader profile. What does that mean? That means sit down, and if it's in writer speak, if it's easier for you to create a story about this person, then you can do it that way. But you can sit down with a piece of paper, and you can just brainstorm about this person. What age is this person? Think about their demographics. Do they have specific demographics? Do they live in a particular region? Do they consume particular types of products? Do they enjoy certain types of activities? Why is all of this stuff important beyond just, you know, speaking properly and showing up in front of them? But it helps you figure out where to show up. It helps you figure out what types of hashtags to use on social media. It helps you to figure out if you should be pitching magazines and and media outlets for a certain type of audience. So I'm going to talk to the entrepreneurs here for a minute. Let's say that you are running your own small business and you help people build websites and you want to write a book about how to build a website. So who is your ideal client in this case? It's the same type of thing, It's the, but it's a little bit different because when you're thinking about your ideal client, if you have a done-for-you services and you're building websites for someone, then your ideal client is the person who wants to pay you to build their website. But if your book is teaching people how to build a website, then you've got a little bit of a different audience, right? Now you're looking at the people who want to learn how to do it themselves. So you can still build the same marketing on your existing platform, but you would need to start shifting your verbiage a little bit toward that particular audience. You would want to start posting some DIY tips. You would want to start, you know, using the hashtags that are more for people who are looking to learn how to build a website rather than have someone do it for them. So you can see how the ideal reader does not always match your existing audience and how you can still build that ideal reader by just changing your 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 focus just a little bit. I like to give examples because I think that people can apply this more easily to themselves. So I'm just going to keep going through a couple of examples so that we can talk to different types of writers. So um, one of the things when I wrote Sunshine After the Storm, A Survival Guide for the Grieving Mother, my obvious primary audience is grieving mothers. But what I discovered through blogging and watching my analytics and seeing why people were following me and why they were coming to my website was that there were a lot of people who were searching for how to help someone who has lost a baby or a child. So that secondary audience is actually loved ones 
caregivers, people who are in your life and and want to help you when you've suffered a trauma like this. So I began to create more marketing around that secondary audience too, saying, "Hey, if you need to ha- if you need a resource to help someone, if you need to know, you know, how how you can be involved in their lives. Well, here's some here's some books for you to help you in that process. So you can shift your messaging even on your own account to make sure that you're talking to specific readers. But when I make those posts to that audience, it's got to be very, very clear that they are the person that I am talking to. When I'm talking to the grieving mother, the images, the the things that I post on social media, the type of words that I use, all of those things are going to be very different. And this is why it's important to really think about who that ideal reader is. So if your ideal reader is a woman between the ages of 35 and 45 who has two kids who's married or might be single um, or uh, divorced um, and she enjoys you know outdoor activities she enjoys travel she enjoys shopping at Target you know these are the kinds of things that that you think about why okay let me think about what I'm going to be posting in my social media Um, writing blog posts about doing all of those things. I'm not always going to be talking about my book. I'm going to be talking about the things that are of interest to that ideal reader. So maybe I find a funny meme about um, Target starting to open up, opening up a bar where you can drink wine as you're shopping. Um, You may laugh, but that actually happened. I remember a couple years ago when Target announced that they were going to do this thing and all of the moms in my group who were shopping quite frequently and loved to drink wine were over the moon about this. So a a post like that on social media would be attractive, would be shareable, would be one that people would engage on a lot. And it's talking to that group of people that I know are also going to be interested in my book down the road. So it's not just a simple process of saying, I'm writing a fiction book about werewolves. Although the good thing with um, a lot of fantasy, a lot of um, shapeshifter type books and and even romance genres, all of those types of genres, um, they do have cultish followings. So in that case, like it's just important to make sure that you know and understand the, the norms of what readers expect inside those genres and that you are showing up in the right way in the right places where they would follow and like those as well so um so how do you figure this out you've thought you've thought it through you've thought about the type of person who's going to want to read buy or benefit from your book you've you've narrowed it down you've said you know that this person is going to be in this age group in this demographic or or even you can narrow it down by interest so this person loves vampire books but they like twilight type of vampire books not um not interview with a vampire type of vampire books. You know, you've, you've, you've narrowed it down. You know what they like, what their interests are. Maybe they like all vampire books. Whatever it is that you've decided your audience likes, how do you take the next steps to figure out how to show up properly in front of them, how to make sure that you're putting out the right messaging, how to make sure that you are branding properly so that they know how to recognize that you are putting out content that they're going to know and like. Okay, so this part requires quite a bit of 
of deep digging, actually. If you are an avid reader of the genre, if you are writing in a genre that you adore, this is a lot easier for you to do because you already know what those norms and expectations of the genre are. You already know um, who the key authors are, what's happening in the industry, and all of those types of things. But if you are newer, or even if you've been a reader of those but not really paying attention to what's happening on the on the marketing side, because most of us don't, we just love to read books and, and that's just it, right? So it's time to start digging deeper into those. The best thing that you can do is start by researching the titles that are called comp titles, the titles that are similar to your book, and if not like completely similar, similar enough so that you know those are the books that your your reader would also enjoy reading. You start, um, you either go to Amazon or you go to a bookstore if that's possible for you now, and you start looking at the other books that appear to be selling well. Take note of those books, how they're positioned, how they're marketed. On Amazon, you can learn a lot about things. You can follow the authors that are um, writing those books. You can read the descriptions. You can see how they are titled, what their covers look like, how they are talked about. You can see what other readers are saying about the books, both the good and the bad. You can um, really do a lot of research on a particular book. Then in terms of how to market it, I would suggest that you follow the, those authors in as many places as you can. Subscribe to their newsletter, follow them on social, and then observe. Watch what they're posting, watch what they're writing about, and watch how their people are responding to those things. You're going to want to also engage with the audience there. You're going to want to follow the most active people. Um, I'm thinking of Instagram in particular right now. So if you're following some of your favorite authors, watch who is inter interacting and engaging. Look through their followers and find the people that look like they would be good followers or even collaborators because a lot of times authors follow each other and you can do great collaborations with other authors. And engage with those people. Talk to those people. Um, comment on their comments, comment on their posts, and hopefully you'll start building a relationship with those people and they will follow you back. Um, and then hopefully they will see that you are posting about things that also interest them and will continue to follow and be part of your community as you are marketing your book. So that's not a simple process and takes some time, but it can result in long-term community building and relationship building. Obviously, that's not the only step to doing that. But if you are really struggling with trying to figure out how to show up in front of your ideal audience, one of the easiest and the best ways is to follow people who are already showing up in front of your target audience and just watch what they're doing. Don't copy them step by step. Obviously, you don't want to be just stealing from people, but you can learn about the topics that they're posting, how people respond to those. You can look at the hashtags that they're using when they post. Again, you can see who they're following. You can see all kinds of things and, and really learn from those and use those as you build your own. There's a couple of things here. This is a long game. I say it over and over and ditch the fear and just market it, which is a marketing book for um, for beginner and intermediate authors who are trying to figure out how to do all of these things, we talk about it being the long game, and it truly is. You need to start this marketing process as early as you can, 
and you need to make time for it on the regular in your schedule. So even if in the beginning, if you're still writing your book and you want to spend as much time as possible writing, I still highly encourage you to very early in the process, take an hour a week, whether that's an hour in one block or 30 minutes on two days or however you want to do it, but to break up some time and make a consistent commitment to studying your genre, to studying other books that are doing well in your genre, and to studying how people are interacting with those authors, what those authors are doing, and and, and take that time to do that throughout, you know, as early as possible. If you can study the market for about three months before you start trying to really um, market your own stuff and then have a good three to six month window of doing your own marketing once you are clear on who you're trying to market to and how to best market to them, you will see such a big difference in your outcomes. So when you're thinking about your ideal reader, to kind of wrap this up for you, the most important thing is that you have a clear understanding of what your book does for people. Um, it may be if, if it's if it's fiction, you know, this isn't so hard to figure out. It's entertainment for people who love reading sweet romance or it's, you know, another book that people who love vampires are going to want to read or it's a literary fiction for people who love to get deeper on topics and want a more serious book to read. You know, those that 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 part is is fairly obvious, right? But then it's really digging into the the whys and almost the psychology of understanding like what makes people tick and what things they get excited about so that you can make sure that you can create those relationships with people over a period of time through the content that you are creating. So why is this harder for indie authors? You know, this is work that you have to do to build this foundation of of readers because your book is not going to be positioned in the marketplace in the same way that someone who is published by a traditional publisher would. We don't have the same inroads, we don't have the same outlets, and we don't have the same visibility as someone who has the the a, a publisher behind them um, and, and a lot of, of infrastructure that helps do a lot of this work for you as the author, right? So for us, we're learning from the get-go on what we have to do to show up in the right places and the right spaces at the right time. And for those of us who are starting out, who are building our audience, it's really crucial to put the emphasis on connecting with people and building relationships. And if that is your main focus, if you're talking to the right people in the right way and you're building those relationships, they will help you build more relationships with other people. They will share your posts. They will comment and tag posts when you ask people to comment and tag posts. So that's another thing. When you're doing your content and your marketing, like you have to give calls to action if you want people to engage. Um, on a funny meme or something like that, that's pretty easy. Like people will like it and comment and share just because we're kind of trained to, to do that with social media now. But when it comes to trying to actively engage and grow, sometimes you have to throw in some incentives. Tag a friend. Um, you know, share this with five other uh, readers that you know who love vampire books. Run a giveaway and tell people that, you know, to be entered to win, they have to tag five friends or get five friends to follow or whatever it is that you want them to do. Calls to action can be an important part. But the final piece of this is that don't rely too much on your own social media for building your entire audience as a newbie because 
it's going to take a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of heavy lifting to get to grow your audience to a significant amount. And when it comes to book sales, it is purely a numbers game. You can pretty much count on about 10% of your audience or less. That's a scary number, 10% or less buying your book. So if you have 100 people following you, that's 10 or less people that will more than likely buy your book. Um, Those are not great numbers. So when you're thinking about how many followers, how many email subscribers, how how many people do I have to have that I'm sure are the right readers, Um, at launch day, you know, if you want to sell 500 books, you need to have more than 5,000 people on your email list or very engaged followers on social. Um, I prefer the email list hands over, over anything else because we just can track the numbers. We see the sales from emails, but there are plenty of people who have strong social media, um, who are also using social media to build their email list, but don't rely 100% on your social media efforts because it'll take you a long time to get there, especially if you have to figure out all these pieces that I've just talked about. Who am I showing up? How am I showing up in front of? What am I saying to them? How am I making sure that I'm I'm getting to the right people? Am I growing? Um, it's a lot of looking at analytics and all kinds of fun things like that too. So you can also make sure that you are getting in front of your ideal reader by figuring out the places where those ideal readers would want to be. Pitch media that you know they're going to be reading or listening to. Get on podcasts that you know they might be listening to. Um, try to find events where you can show up in front of those types of people. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. It's hard work, but it's not rocket science, right? We're not we're not trying to do brain surgery on anybody. We just have to know that we need to buckle down and treat ourselves as professionals and learn some things about our industry. And once you commit to learning learning everything that you can about your genre, about um, your ideal reader, and about how to market to them, it becomes a lot easier. So one last example, since we've talked a lot about vampires and children's books, let's talk about another nonfiction book. So let's say you are um, writing a book on health and fitness and you need to make sure the health and fitness industry is massive, okay? So you can't just brand under health and fitness. You need to figure out specifically who you are talking to. What is the What are the pain points of the audience that you are trying to fix? And when you are not trying to fix, but trying to help. When you are doing your marketing, when you are talking to that audience, you need to be talking to those pain points. So I'll use myself as an example. I am 43 years old. I have lupus and I struggle with my weight. Okay. So if somebody's targeting me, they're going to be targeting somebody who is middle-aged, who has children, who has a lot of things going on and is busy and overwhelmed and I don't need a complex program to follow. I'm not going to write down every dang thing I eat every day. I'm not going to count calories. I'm not going to be interested in a seven-hour workout plan a day. I'm going to be interested in quick, easy, non-stressful that I can do without like pulling my hair out, trying to figure it out. Meal planning hasn't really worked for me. So, you know, this is super specific, right? But when I see somebody, for example, I'll give you an example of how I got targeted by a company. This was not a, um, a book. It was actually an app, but the same kind of, of, of concept here, right? They have an app that is um, seven minutes a day 
of easy um, exercises that you can do that are geared to target certain areas of your body. Um, And for me, I was like, hmm, I can do seven minutes a day. I can do seven minutes. I can fit that in. So it was the perfect fit for me. They knew how to talk to me on social media. Their marketing was based around how you would talk to somebody that fit that profile. So for the nonfiction people, it's even more important that you really dig in and think about pain points, what that person really needs, what the benefits are from your book, how they're going to implement those benefits in their lives. For all other genres, it's just about thinking about interests, what um, what what tools people need, what people are looking for. If you're writing humor, you know people are looking to laugh. Rom-com is a huge genre right now. And I think it's because people want light, easy, funny escapes. So again, when you're doing your marketing, it's got to be light and funny. If you are not funny and you can't be funny on social media, your, your rom-com is probably not very funny either. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Anyway, I hope this gave you a a general understanding of one, why finding your ideal reader is crucial to your marketing efforts, why you should start thinking about them very, very early on in the process, how you start thinking about how to find them, and then some ways for thinking about how you present yourself in front of them. Um, and And we'll dig way deeper into that part in the workshop on Tuesday, please go to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events and um, and register for this workshop. It will be recorded. The replay will go out. Um, and you also get the bonus uh, interview that Belinda did for the summit, which was a more basic uh, understanding of how to find an ideal reader. So if you still feel a little um, on the fence about that or need a little bit more clarification, you'll have that bonus presentation as well. And then we're going to dig into the details of how you do what we just talked about. So it's going to be a great workshop. I'm super excited about it. This is one of my favorite topics really because it is a little bit more difficult when in the beginning when you're first trying to identify the who, the how, the why, the what, the where, all those things. But once you get your profile down and once you really understand how to show up, it becomes a lot of fun because content creation is a lot more fun when you know how to show up the types of things to say, the types of things to do, and you can create a bunch of content and have it posting regularly, and you can engage and have fun with the people that you most are interested in connecting with. And that's really the goal. So it's going to be great. I hope you'll join us. Thank you again so much for listening to this podcast. If you are loving the show, we'd love it if you would rate us wherever you are listening to it, subscribe, and share if you will. All right, so we will see you next week. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.